episode of There Will Be Spoilers. <laughs> we are your hosts. This is Nicole. Tonight I've got with me uh, Armani. Hey, guys. And Mo. Hey. So, after a little little break, a little holiday break, we are now going to cover episodes 8, 9, and 10 of episode 1 of Game of Thrones. Oh, of episode 1? I mean, season 1. Season 1, Jesus. <laughs> That's a long-ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> season one. So we're finally to the end of season one. Okay, so episode eight, the pointy end. We see the fall of Ned. Mm-hmm. This is essentially, this is really the beginning of the end. Yeah, rest in peace to the OG. <sighs> that should just, like, that's really the, the name of this episode. Rest in peace, Ned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because this is, this is just the end of it right here. It's, so... It's, like you said, it's really the beginning of the end because his his death really started a whole lot of nonsense throughout throughout the throughout King's Landing and throughout Winterfell and all of this, the the Bannermen and it just it was a long trickle down effect of negativity from that damn axe swipe or sword swipe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, for sure. So they they send Cersei who was always a step ahead, like several steps ahead of Ned, sends her guys to round up the girls. So she sends fucking, what's his, who, who was that? Was it, um, that useless, oh, well, never mind, it wasn't him. I'm trying to remember which useless henchman it was that she sent after, after Arya. That it kills- wasn't, so, um, Barrison is the one that was cool with Ned, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. it it wasn't him, but I feel like it was the was it the one Alistair? Was it Alistair? No, Alistair is the dude from Damn Nice Watch. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this dude's name. Cause he he makes Arya's list later on. Yeah. Uh, was it the? I'm trying to think. It wasn't the. It wasn't Ellen Payne. Yeah. It was Ellen no. Payne. No, Ellen Payne is the, the dude who actually swung the sword. Damn it! And this yeah. dude is like. <laughs> he's like always lurking in the background and he's just he's oh just the one that she ends up uh murking. seeing later on yeah yeah. Um, yeah I don't know what he is yeah um, important but not important like yeah we know who you are bro but just know we don't fuck with you <laughs> pretty much so I heard killing babies and shit <laughs> That's just so. That's just crazy. Um, not to mention all the other nasty, fucking, filthy shit he did later. But anyway. Yes. So, we will get to that. So Serio dies. Um, Damn it. Best, best life lessons. You know what do we say to death? Not today. Well, it was gonna be today when you're trying to fight <laughs> grown ass uh, king's guardsmen with a wooden sword, bro. What you expect, Serio? You nice. She ain't that nice, B. I wish he had just ran off with her. Like, I wish he had a story. He was, he's the one character who I wish had had more time. Oh, you wanted Serio to run off on the plug? I said with her. <laughs> saying with her, where were they going to go? You act like people weren't going to be on that end. I thought he, he took her to Bravos. You think he was about to get out of King's Landing in the, in the, middle, of the, in the middle of the uproar with a wooden sword? <laughs> Nah. He wasn't going too far with make, that wooden sword. He couldn't make it out the room with the wooden sword. So he thought he was about to get out of King's Landing and across some seas? <laughs> True. And not to mention, 
when Arya did make it down them steps finally and out that back gate, she gets out there and all they shit is knocked over. They wagons is fucked up. Everybody out there is dead. So it's just like this was just a straight onslaught of all of the Stark people that were in King's Landing. Like there was no fucks given, no mercy given, nothing. And and all and it all started because Robert stupid ass died. So it was like it felt you it felt like the the whole the whole mini the little mini King's Landing takeover war, whatever you want to call it, everything was being held off and everything was getting, you know, held at bay until the moment that Robert died, Cersei was just like, nah, fuck your signature on this, fuck his uh, signature on this paper. You think a paper gonna save you, bro? Like, nah. So, you're gonna take, like, it started in the episodes before, obviously, when Ned died, but that's where it started, that's where it really started. When Ned, she was already setting the plot up for the behind the scenes, that as soon as Robert dies, it's over for you. I'm yeah. getting everybody out of here. There was no hesitation at Zero. all. Zero. Zero. Arya gets her first kill. So Arya kills her, you know, gets her first kill. She's a little stabbed, a little fat kid. You know what I put in my note for that? What? Arya catches a body. You <laughs> feel me? Arya caught that first body. The first of many. Yes. Love it. Stone Cold Killer. So, Varys... I feel like... Oh, Oh, go ahead. I would say, I feel like out of, like... Like, if you don't count the wars and, like, the soldiers and stuff, I feel like Arya has the highest body count. 100%. Among any of the people in the show. And a ruthless body count at that. You think some people is doing it for survival. Arya gets to the point where, like, she's enjoying these killings. Yeah. Like, we really need to touch on that later. Yes. She's really enjoying this combat she's enjoying the the learning from a guy that we about to meet in a sec you know and going back to the favorite character list how the flying fudge did we forget about uh uh young 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 jackin oh jackin <laughs> well, how do we not even think about putting that man on the list yo a man <laughs> A man was one of my favorite characters in this beat. <laughs> well, you know, and this is why we have to keep it by season. Like, at so right, far, right, our right. favorite characters so far, because you're right, because we didn't even think about that because we're way on season one. But he's damn sure, like, yo, if I'm for, joining appear- a club, it's that appear- one. Appearances in the show was just mass spotty. You know what I'm saying? He'd be in one episode, then he might be in two, then you might not see him, but then, but like, every time he comes in, it was like, yeah, there's a presence. Like, this wasn't too many, you know, characters on the show that, like, you really, really paid attention to when they were in the scene. And he was definitely one of them. Yeah, he, he kept you captivated. Everything with them, with the mini fa- House of Black and White, is my favorite stuff. But yes. So, Varys visits Ned. Ned think, you know, hey, we still got a little ace in the hole because my daughter's got, I mean, my wife has Tyrion, and then he learns, nah, Tyrion's free, homie, so you're shit out of luck. For real, for real. The news that Ned's hostage makes it to John at the wall, so news travels fairly quickly. These ravens are, you know, doing a job. We talk, no, we talked about that. They're doing their job on certain episodes. Other episodes take forever for the news to travel. <laughs> Some episodes it takes 32 seconds for everybody in the, in the country to find out that somebody dying. Some episodes, it takes 32 seconds for people to get across the whole map. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> so like, Sam, horses ain't that fast. Ravens aren't that fast. Jesus. That's what I'm saying. We we know Varys is a wizard, so I'm convinced. He's apparating around this bitch. Right. Sam's out here caping for her dad. Oh. Uh, yeah. She's trying her best. That's all I have to say about Sansa. It's like, uh, these first few episodes, this first season, I'd say up until about season four, Sansa really just, she's just plays that docile role. And she's still trying to get with Joffrey. <laughs> I told y'all, I told y'all, we first started the podcast and going over these episodes, I said the number one thing that I disliked about rewatching this stuff, this stuff is Joffrey is Joffrey. You know, we, you know, we know, we know who his character is. We know how he is. But just the re, <laughs> the rewatching of the the legit dumbness and just I, we can drop a million adjectives and different words to describe how Sansa was acting these first couple seasons. Just like, for, uh, which made me think of again. We're gonna have to take the season by season, but thought about something watching into this. Who got the realest come up in Game of Thrones? Like mm-hmm. we gotta, gotta discuss like top five come ups from like on some drizzy like started from the bottom. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? but now we're here. Mm, I'd say Sansa definitely be in there. Like yeah. that last season, yeah, she definitely be. I'd say like at least number three on my list. Right. I mean, I think we all know who number one is. John. No. Oh, uh, yeah, Daenerys. Daenerys got the crazy come up. Like, you yeah. got two armies now and dragons? Like, nah. <laughs> got the crazy come up. But, like, it, and we got to talk about everything after one. I, I mean, we could we agree to disagree. I think Danny's number one. But if if we don't agree that Danny's number one, we got to discuss, like, two, three, five. Like, who's really on that come up list? Because, like, when we really think about it, like, Sansa went through it in the show. Yeah, she goes through it in these next couple episodes. I think this is the start of her really like, all right, her this shit is not about to be sweet for her. Right. But I, I think I think I might put her at number two. I might put Sansa, uh, Sansa at number two for the ultimate come up. Right. Because we know where she at coming into this last season. Like, and yeah. we know where she started. She started to the little like what you said, the little. Titsy, oh, Joffrey, and knowing how Joffrey is, and just her treating on the family because she loved this dude. Like, come on, bro. And then now we know where she is in this upcoming season. Like, one of the better come ups in, in the show. Yeah. I, I put John in my number four then. After that episode, when, who was, what was the Maester's name that was the Targaryen? After he told him and was like, killed the Mace- boy, Aemon. and the man. Yeah. So wait, so who's your number two then? Tyrion. Touche. <laughs> I didn't even think about. It. I'm trying. I was trying to think and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that worked. I I, I could you were, you were the you were we in, we got introduced to you in the show as the as the bastard who was smashing prostitutes. So now you know hand of the probably biggest you know the the most powerful ruler in the world. So yeah. Yeah. He also went through a lot of shit. Like right. he earned his spot for real. Right. Tyrion and Bronn bromance, which is one of my favorite friendships of the show. Mm-hmm. For sure. For 
They meet the hill tribes. He makes it to his dad. We get introduced to our first White Walker at the wall. Because uh, when they brought those bodies back, and they didn't burn them right away. And you trying to run up on Lord Commander. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we see... Okay, so, again, this is this is one of those things that has, like, annoyed me throughout this entire fucking show, though. At this moment is when John... Well, because John kills one, I think, at this point with... Did he kill one here with the sword? Yeah, that's the one he killed with the sword that, the, with, that Mormon gave him. Okay, so yeah, here... Well, we know that was Valerian Steel, though. We do know that. But I feel like there's been... Okay, so he kills one here with the Valerian Steel sword. Fucking uh, his fat friend kills one later with the Valerian sword. No, he one killed him with dragon glass. No, before... After he took his dad's sword. Oh, okay. Like, he killed another one at some point. Um, and then we kill one with that dagger that was made with Valyrian steel. But all the talk is all dragon glass. Like, no one says anything. I feel like there's never a mention. Well, because really Val- But Valyrian steel is made through dragon fire. So it's like, at this point, they don't know about Daenerys' dragon. Or Daenerys doesn't even have her dragons yet. I know, but, like, why isn't there this thing of, like, okay, well, what other, who else got Valyrian steel stuff laying around? Like, I mean, we got all these. Like, where the rest of them at? Like, who else got some? I mean, so, so, hold on. So, what are you, what are you saying? Are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying, like, there's never a, hey, so who else has some Valyrian steel laying around? Like, we've got Longclaw. We've got. Ned Sword at this Breaker. point. Yeah, where the fuck is Ned's sword at, too, at this point? Because it was melted down and given to Joffrey, and I think that sword was buried with Joffrey, or was it given to Tommen? And it was buried with Joffrey. Buried with oh, Joffrey. That's just gone, so we know where that, what happened to that sword. All right, so my question, my question then is, what what would you, do they still make, did they still make, I'm like, me not paying attention to the show like that, how do you make Valerian steel that, like, did they, were they really making Valerian steel not... Like in the show, like that throughout the seasons. I'm not. I'm I, trying to remember. I don't think. I think that no one was really making it anymore because, like Armani said, it was made with dragon fire. So you needed dragons to make Valerian steel. But I would think in Valeria, there right. might be some more, like where the dragons were at. So I mean, but it was just never. It was never an option on the table. Like it was never like, hey, let's send someone to see if there's any Valerian steel. It was just let's go get dragon glass. Right. That was just always my thinking. I'm a weirdo. I don't. It seemed, it seemed like after watching, you know, season seven, that the dragon glass was easier to reproduce or mass produce. Definitely get their hands on. I mean, they had it readily available. Right. <laughs> so this is something that I did not I, that I noticed again this now this rewatch. So drag dragon John grabbed that lantern, and when he grabbed that lantern. To throw at the White Walker, he like winced in pain and then threw it. Anybody else catch that? Now, yeah, he broke his hand. You know what though? That could be for the fact that he's not he's not a pure Targaryen. Yeah. Like he's what's it called? He's he's a Stark and a Targaryen. Yeah. So he ain't get that ability. <laughs> All right, so that, 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 that fire invincibility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't get he didn't roll that perk. Right, only only pure Targaryens get that perk. That sucks. Poor John. 
shrug it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, yeah, I was going to keep going. You know what this makes me... What this makes me think, though, is, okay, so what if a Targaryen becomes a White Walker? Can he still be burned? Yeah. That's the, you you know that meme with the black dude who be tapping his forehead and shit? (laughs) (laughs) That's the one right there. I'm like, ew. Does that does that uh does that perk trend uh turn over to the to the White Walkers and hit you with the fire and you look at them like not today, player. Because it would be a thing if like the Night King is a Targaryen. Yo. Which I kind of wonder because wasn't there a scene where he walked through those flames? They walked through flames on an episode. He sure did walk through some flames. Put the flames down like that was gonna stop something. He looked at that boy and walked straight through them joints to to launch that. Uh, man, look, don't 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 nah, nah, don't put that don't put that in the air. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, what if the Mad King somehow, like, after they killed him, like he ended up? Wait, no, okay, no, 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 that that's too. Ah, don't do it. Me an older Targaryen, but. Well, the thing is, you figure, because we learn later on that every time they kill one of the head White Walkers, the ones that they turn die too. Like, so his mm-hmm. generals. The thing is, if you can't kill him, then there's still going to be White Walkers. Because you got to assume he turned more than just like five guys into White Walkers. Well, you can't turn, you can't kill him with fire. That's it. Yeah, they ain't stabbing with Valyrian steel. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens when he comes in contact with some dragon glass. So, <laughs> right. yeah, that that's gonna be the craziest fight ever. Drogo gets cut when they when you know went head to head in that little village, and then we meet that crazy witch lady. There's that. Yeah, my oh. question was why would they even let her try to like attempt to save him, quote unquote. That like, was why would you even let being those... naive. Yeah, he was mad stupid. Like that that really was entirely on her. Cause like they straight just pillaged this whole um what's it called this whole village. Why would she want to help the cow in any kind of way? Because yeah. there was nobody else doing and she thought regardless, you know, she would be quote unquote loyal to the queen and loyal to Kyle and not do some shit to kill him, which is pretty dumb, but <laughs> Which also begs the question: Is this Kalasar moving around with no nurse? Like, yeah, he ain't got Listen, no nurse. Well, yeah, because it's like they don't fall. Right? Did you see this? <laughs> did you see this man uh, take the knife to the chest and lean into that shit? Like, man, what you what you think this is gonna do to me? Let me lean into this knife real quick and then hit you with the freaking realest kill ever. How you remove the boy? Throw. How you how you take oh. your so how you take your swords out? Now I'm good. I'm gonna show you you I ain't I ain't burying you with your ancestors. I'ma leave your body. I'm about to smoke you, bro. And then he smokes, dude. You took his throat out and dropped it and went and sat down like like your your, your favorite TV show was coming on. Like nothing happened. <laughs> that that was that was what that was Danny's first glimpse, real glimpse at like real shit like he's no joke well you tried to check his wife like I'm sure to... that, was, that was probably a good night for them right like he mad he was trying to get his rape on <laughs> 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 and then he was like uh-uh, no more 
And he checked him. He checked her, and Carl was like, "Yeah, so watch your mouth." And then he kept going. So then Carl was like, "All right, I'm about to smoke you, bro. I I tried to warn you, and it's about to be over for you." And it was over really quickly. Yeah. It was. Hey, anytime you go to like stab somebody, if I went and, and poked somebody with a knife, and he looks at me and then leans in to the to the stand, <laughs> yo. It's over for me, bro. I'm going to just go ahead and be like, you got it, sir. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm accepting my O's right there. Yeah, like, you win. You, I, I'm not, I wasn't expecting that. I thought you was going to, like, say, ow, fall, react. <laughs> no, you're getting stabbed and you lean into the sword. Okay, cool. So, quick quick side note, best way to end a fight or to get out of one is out crazy the crazy. Are you are you asking the question? No, I'm just that's a statement. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. He thought he was he thought he was bugging out, and yeah, Carl said, "All right, I'm gonna show you crazy. Let me drop these swords. I'm gonna tell you all the ways, and I'm gonna kill you and disrespect your body after I kill you." And then he killed the dude in like 13 seconds. Like, all right. So Rob and Catlin also get the news that of of Ned's current situation. And are invited to come bend the knee. And they're like, eh, yeah, nah. It was the worst, um, how do I say this? It was the worst let out your anger and frustrations moment in the show. This boy was taking the sword to a super tree. Uh, just he was, that was really like Cuba Gooden Jr. And Boys in the Hood when he would just swing it in the air. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That was that was pretty juvenile. And you're, the king, just... you're the king of the north right now, and you were here, Cuba Gooden Jr. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, I guess that that showed that like he still was technically like a kid. He wasn't even 18 yet at this point, was he? I think Rob was still only like 17, 16. Yes, that's what gets me about the show. You guys talked about it in other podcasts. Like I never really grasp the ages of these mm-hmm. of how, yeah like I to me to even to this day of just knowing the show and knowing the characters I still don't grasp how young and how old or not you know what I'm saying like I don't understand the ages so every time you guys saying age you tell me what's up it's new to me because like you're saying now I, I never knew I'm thinking they're you know some kind of older than you know 13 16. and 12 yeah 16 yeah. 14 16 yeah, that's true. So I guess he was a child, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, Rickon out here predicting the future, because when he was down in the um, in the, underneath the castle where they had all the where all the tombs are, the crypt. When he was down mm-hmm. the crypt, and he mm-hmm. said that he saw Ned. This was one of like the saddest kind of moments for me, and I'm just like, poor Rickon just never got the love that he deserved. Poor baby was abandoned. He's playing down in crypts with his shaggy dog, and right. he's seeing his dad's ghost. I, I feel like that should have just been. We should have got more. I, I wish we had got more out of that, and just more with him. Like, what if Rickon is a Night King? Knock it off. That would make. That would explain why he's so angry. <laughs> like, well, I guess it's not even possible because he did die. Never mind. We know. We know where he went. I mean, at this point, I'm still betting on it being something that's Bran's fault. Like, I'm feeling like this whole war is going to be something Bran tried to go back and fix something and ended up messing it up. Like, the whole Hodor thing, 
Because there's no way... Because, like, I understand that it's, like, for the sake... Like, for that episode, you know, that was a plot point. But that's not going to be something that they don't touch upon later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole thing is Bran's fault, too. Uh, if Bran is not the Night King in some way. True. I can't wait to see this, this these explanations because we got so many theories. And you know, they better answer questions because you ain't about to set this up two years and you leave us cliffhangers at man look, just know just know. This be some soprano shit. Yeah, you oh listen, listen here. I'm not even gonna say it. Just 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 know if Mother Effing Game of Thrones ends like the Sopranos, I'm 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 hey. Hey, write a strongly worded email. Oh, ain't no strongly worded letter. Next time on the Cali, I'm running up on the studios. Hey, who directed that last episode? Let me speak to you. Is this your king? (laughs) You speak to your king. On that note, even though like tomorrow is like the last day of the year, (laughs) we still need to. Well, you know, at this point, I I feel we're obviously not going to do a year end podcast. We're going to have to start 2019 with a 2018 recap podcast. Just throwing that out there. Oh. Mm, okay. That's that's fair. That works. Yeah. So we still need to do a... We were supposed to do a year-end podcast of, the, of a regular episode. Um, but being that tomorrow is the end of the year, essentially, mm-hmm. we're just going to have to start 2019 with a, like best of and just 2018 recap is what I'm thinking now of all the other nerd shit that happened. There's a lot of a lot of nerd shit to cover. Tyrion makes his dad's camp. Where the fuck were they at? Um, they weren't at Castle Rock. Where the no. It was just like they were at the King's before. Road still. Okay. Cuz Rob was trying to work his way south. And they hadn't reached the twins yet. So, okay, so they were somewhere south of the twins. Because then they just get past the phrase where the no, phrase the, were at? Well, the phrase were at the twins. That's the twins. Okay. Okay, so. Let's see. Joffrey names Tywin Hand of the King. Cersei yeah. releases. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, like, Barris and Selby, that to me was one of the best. Like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Fuck y'all. Like, you're not going to sit here and disrespect me. I have put in work for you people. Right. You're going to sit up here disrespecting the realm, and I loved his exit. Oh, you got bucket naked on the low. <laughs> yeah, and even then, he was like, who's going to kill me? Like, who right. these men is going to kill me? Hey, <laughs> hey who's going to kill me? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> and it stormed out. Like, yeah, don't, don't play me. Low-key, probably the one of the few honorable characters on this show. There ain't very many, and he was definitely one. All he wanted to do was serve, and serve who was right. What is it, Valar, uh, Valar Harris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He didn't. He didn't get his recognition either. The recognition he deserved. All right, uh, episode nine. Ned has a hard choice to make. What I started this one off with because it's like, all right, if you just bend the knee, say you were wrong, and admit Joffrey is the rightful king, you'll live. Just go to the wall. That's that's your option. That's what Cersei tells him. You got options. And now he decides to learn how to lie. A little too late when you're in the dungeon be getting your last rights. Like, you either do this or you did. Like, where was this? Uh, fucking eight episodes ago. When you had the power. When you actually had power. Right. 
Uh, Rob, they end up, they, we meet the Freys. We meet fucking crazy Walder Frey in mm-hmm. his incestuous situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say about that. Um, they strike up a deal with him so they can cross. Among those deals was Arya had to marry one of his sons. A knighthood, a knighthood for one of his sons. And then Rob takes a wife. Keisha. We know how this goes, but I, you know, I made note of those things obviously for for future purposes reasons. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, we meet Aegon Targaryen. This is when we learn that uh, Maester Aemon is in fact Aegon Targaryen. I thought that was a great reveal. It was because John was all mad, like they killed my pops. I gotta go, and he was like, "You here? Trust me, I know what you're going through." And then told them, you really know what you're going through, and let me tell you why I know. Because of who I am. And technically, wasn't that his great uncle? When? Yeah. I, keep forgetting, I keep forgetting the end of this damn... <laughs> <laughs> the, kid is the, the, kid is a, the kid is in the bloodline, being like, man. Yeah, yeah. Family. And he didn't uh, know he had. Uh, I, man, can we get on the real... Like, We don't have to deep dive on this, but can we get into the real... Meat and potatoes of how ridiculous incest is, and they were just smashing family members <laughs> like that. Like, yo, I could never, ever, like, gun to my head, I'm gonna be like, yo, kill me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not busting a family member down, and they were having kids with these family members. Bro. Like, oh. This is still a thing that pretty much I goes know. on in England. I know. <laughs> I cannot get over the fact of how crazy incest is. Like, if we want to, if I'm, we don't got to go really deep into it, but if we want to be really real, like, you're saying it's still a thing, like, to me, if this is, this is me personally, I could never do it because on, on, on Mama's, like, I couldn't even get it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you had to, for, if, if you had to legit force me, it's just not gonna happen. Just, <laughs> and these cats is out here willingly doing this stuff. Like, man, I can every time I see it on the show, I'm just like, I'm with the disgusted, just shaking my head face, like, yo, this is crazy. Bro. Yeah, that's one of those medieval time things that just needed to die with the times. Like this was yeah. okay. <laughs> it ain't just damn, it's everywhere. Like you said, we about to talk about it in a sec when when uh when uh, damn it, uh, 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 Yara, what's what's uh? Oh, and oh yeah, when Theon yeah. made it back to yeah, yeah, Theon and Yara, and he like yo, if you and man, look, he didn't know though, so I don't care. She knew, she knew. <laughs> You're right. She knew, and she did let that shit slide. Drogo's not doing so well. His wounds infected. We meet Shay. So this is when Tyrion meets Shay, and let's yeah. So end of episode nine, Drogo is like on his deathbed. Like the dude's just he's not doing well. He falls off his horse. This is when Danny goes to the fucking witch lady and is like, "Hey, save my husband!" And dude tells her, "Like, don't let her near him." And you know, once he dies, you're not our queen anymore, and you know we're gonna kill you anyway. So understand that because why would they have killed her if they had that whole place set up for Khaleesi's whose cows died? 
I why think was they, that not the first thing they told her? I think they would have got it off because of the fact that, you know, she allowed this witch near Drogo in the first place, and that's the reason he's dead. So, mm. I think that's how they would have justified it. Oh, okay. Anyway. Like, oh, well, this is why we killed her, so she's not gonna show up. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, alright, well, cool with it. She was some crazy white outsider anyway, so. Right. <laughs> Episode but then 10. why take her later? Uh, well, they didn't take her later. That was a different group of Dothraki. I mean, that wasn't that guy. Okay. Alright. So, yeah, remember she ran into the, that other random dude and different guy. He didn't know the whole backstory, I guess. Because he didn't even know who she was. Oh, you're right, you're right. Because they were like, then why aren't you there? Okay. Alright, that makes sense. Ned loses episode, his head. Episode 10, I mean, I'm not trying to I ain't trying to get to what you want to get. Yeah, you ain't gonna talk about Jamie getting captured. Oh yeah, wait, was it? Oh yeah, that you know what? I'm not yeah, even gonna lie. On, Rob hit him with the okie dog, and Jamie got full on took. See, and this is why there's more than one of us on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, so Rob is becoming like a really good planner, warman. I don't know what the right term for that strategizer that's mm. he's he's showing that for a young dude he is very capable of being in command of an army and running battles and like you said so he got the okie doke on Tywin because Tywin thought that, that he was going to show up and he didn't and instead oh, no, he, he showed up he only showed up with like Two thousand. Yeah, you know, and how do you how do you take that straw poll? I need about two thousand of you who are willing to die because you're probably not going to make it out of this. Like, who who volunteers for that? Or are you volunteered or like? <laughs> yeah, you volunteer for that. Like that's like that's the ones like all right. I'm gonna pick a number between one and five. Like, not even. Who well, picks hey. these numbers? Hey, you, you, you with the, uh, you with the blue coat, or you with the green coat. Everybody to the left of you, <laughs> you gonna die. You gonna die. Hey, shot. We gonna tell your story in the books, but it's a wrap. Who lives? Who dies? He tells right. the story. It's oh. a wrap. Yeah, that that. And obviously that was tough because at the end he was like, you know, I sent two thousand men to die. So, and I was glad that he felt that, and it wasn't just like, oh, whatevs. So, mm-hmm. no, um, I feel like that was one of his downfalls. I feel like Rob's heart was honestly his downfall. It's the yeah. same as Ned. I, I agree. And 100,000 uh, 100, percent, Ned. That's lie, yeah. lie, lie. <laughs> Damn it. You'd be alive. Yeah, because if he had been a little more like his mom, shit oh, might have gone a little different. Yeah, no time it is. You good. What I'm mad they didn't touch on though or go further to explain was him using Grey Wind to strategize. We never see his dog. We never see that fucking dire wolf in action. Mm. And in the book, he actually wargs like Brandas into Grey Wind and uses him during battle. So you're right. That was totally a missed opportunity in the show because that is something that happens in the books. It's like they feel, I feel like they tried to touch upon it a little bit because like when they were talking about how they said the king of the north eats children and he was going through and eating people. Like I feel like that was them trying to give some kind of drawback to him using his wolf to go kill people. 
Yeah, well, we never actually got to see it, so it don't count. It was a nod to the book, but I feel like that's something that obviously there's a lot of shit that should have like that I wish had have been in the show. Among other things, Catelyn's whole fucking backstory, like the her whole side story, mm-hmm. obviously was a huge missed opportunity for the show. But you know, we won't touch on that yet. Um, but yeah, I feel like that would have been dope to see that, like to see Lady more Blackwater. Connection. Yeah. I think so. Um, just to see more correlation between them and their wolves and the actual connections between each one of them and their wolves but that one in particular yeah Rob and his wolf uh, but yeah we know how that ends for Rob and his wolf <laughs> um, so Catelyn's got Jamie now you know the more useful brother yeah the actual bartering chip mm-hmm was oh, that yeah, all that? You, you, the pop, you the king's pops. <laughs> that nobody knows. Well, some people <laughs> rumoring about it. Everybody with their little, they out there kicking with their little whispers and stuff about it, but ain't nobody really talking about it, talking about it. Yeah. That's the king's pops. And, actually, no, that happened in episode 10. So, okay. So, episode 9, episode 10 now. Now Ned's dead. Ned is dead okay so in that moment it was clear actually it wasn't really clear the first time I watched it because I thought maybe it was an affront but then going back and rewatching you realize no it wasn't really a front but uh, Cersei was really trying to stop him like she was like whoa this was not what we agreed on so this is the first time we really see Joffrey's not controllable. Like, he's gonna do what the fuck his crazy little ass wants to do. Yep. Yeah, that's their own fault. They hyped his head up and was like, like you see it in, like, in the earlier episodes when they came back after he got bitten by that wolf and she's like, you know, you're the king. You do what you want to do. Like, no one else can tell you any otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's, yeah. So, we see his, his, get that first side of that and so Sans is clearly a prisoner at this point. Uh, so that that scene where you know Joffrey's like, let's take a walk. Like first off, this poor girl's like face, like her eyes are that makeup that they use to just make her eyes look so swollen and red, like she's clearly been crying nonstop because her dad just got murked. Um, in front of her too. In front of her, yeah. Made her watch that. Um, and Arya. So I, I, I totally forgot about that guy who had took Arya mm-hmm. at that moment. He was at King's Landing. Oh, not King's Landing. He was... The wall. At, at the wall. Yeah. 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 I could never remember his name. Because uh, for the longest time, I was like, who the fuck was that guy? Like, why did she go with him? Like, why? Where did he come from? I totally forgot about who he was for until rewatching it again now. I'm like, oh, okay. So this makes sense. So he, he grabs up Arya and cuts her, hairs off, cuts her hair off in an attempt to get her out of King's Landing. So, you know, we, we see, okay, she's going to be safe. But Sansa's punk ass, you know, still got to say that. Uh, you know, I, I guess at this point, you can't even call her. I, I, you can't call her punk. You got to kind of feel a little bit sorry for her, maybe, at this point. No, sure, sure don't. Sure don't. <laughs> She's gonna get all. She gonna get all of these. You 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 chose chose signs. You chose wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, Joffrey makes her look at Ned's head, and 
at that scene when I was like, oh, yeah, I wish she had just pushed She just pushed him. She just went for it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like, with the hound, I feel like the hound would have let her go, too. Like, I feel like he, it'd been one of those things where he's like, you, you better run. Man, the hound. So, the hound at this point, it's like, you don't know, like, he, to me, he's probably one of the more complex characters on this show. One moment, he seems like an asshole, which he is overtly an asshole, but he also has, like, some feeling and Colleen doesn't want to see this girl tortured yeah, he, he has some he has some decency like he he knows what's up he said you know he he had her back when when um oh that's actually the next episode well you know when the, the the dude was drunk and it was his name day and she was trying to tell him don't kill him and that's when the hound was like look santa's right like don't kill a dude on your birthday yeah that's you know, so he, he's got some He's got some decency up in there. That's going to be, that. that's also one person I don't want to see go. Like, I, I want to see him have a good ending. I just don't want it to be death. Oh, I feel he like gone. he's going to take over for um, old dude, the main, the main guy from the Brotherhood Without Banners. You think he's going to lead the Brotherhood? Right. They were trying to recruit him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That would be interesting. I I want the um, reunion with like him. We've already seen together, Brienne. Yeah, I want to see the reunion with him, Brienne, and Arya. Like, do we think that meeting will ever happen again? Mm, yeah, um, I feel like it will. I think so. Honestly, yeah, I'm sure. I think so. Cause who was the hound with? He was with John and them. Yeah, he's with John. So. <laughs> So it's like once they go back to the wall, or weren't they going back north anyway? They were heading, I think they were heading to the, yeah, well, because they, they were at Dragonstone. No, they're heading for King's Landing, ain't they? I thought they had just left King's Landing. Uh, In the last episode, they're on that boat, they left Dragonstone. Wait. Um, I think so. <laughs> Where I'm in the world is Harvin, San Diego? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Is that a company out on Netflix too? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I heard. I, you know what? That also makes this way off on a side note. I want to start watching Shira because I did see that Carmen San Diego looks like it's being drawn and animated, similar to how Shira. Is being in, and at first I didn't want to watch Shira, but I I like watched a little sip of it. I'm like, all right, it looks good, so I think I'm gonna give it a shot and start watching Shira. All right, so Joffrey tells Sansa he's gonna get her pregnant. Uh, we get the this this is when we get the official introduction to the King in the North. Mace Raider. No, Rob. Oh, you said oh you said the King in the North. Not I... King Beyond the Wall. Okay, all right. <laughs> what was that man saying in this episode? <laughs> And man's raider to like season four. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. I thought I was tripping. <laughs> you stop that quick. Oh hell no, not him. Danny loses the baby. Now, okay, so actually that was the one thing we missed at the end of the last episode too, that because I didn't even write it down. So when the witch is in there and she's asking him to save save Drogo, and the witch is there doing she she told him no one's to come in here. Why would Jorah take her into that tent when all this shit is going on? Like, that would have been the last place I took Danny. I'm like, we just gonna sit out here and wait till that stops? Well, I mean, her, uh, the queen said 
I listen to the Queen. I, I'm just, you feel me? I, I don't. I wouldn't want to, but you gotta listen to the Queen. I guess so. Again, but and this this honestly goes back to what you said, Armani, about this whole shit is Danny's fault. Like she trusted this lady. Um, none of this shit worked, and now her baby's gone, and her husband is a vegetable. Straight up, straight up vegetable. Straight up vegetable. So this is one of those things, like, after, like, getting a little, maybe about season two or three, one of the things I started to kind of think and wish would happen was, like, at the end of this, if Danny dies, there'd be some kind of weird thing where the sun rises in the west and sets in the east or whatever that lady said, and we get Drogo back. Like, what if he, what if some, I mean, this is a sci-fi show. Why, why are you doing the most? <laughs> we have dragons. I'm both of y'all on y'all super deep dives today. <laughs> I'm just, oh my just I I I'm like see I felt that up until the episode where the wizard captures her and she she's with Drogo and her son and then she still leaves. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. You were absolutely right. Cause yeah. even some part of me was like hoping that she'd stay there, like. <laughs> Yeah. Like at that, that point, her dragons probably would have died, but it'd been like mm, she she would have been happy. <laughs> I, I do not need her to stay. I need her to rise up. <laughs> get busy. She need, she need to get busy in these streets. That's Which, Bay. I need to see. I need to see Bay rule. <laughs> Let's just hope that's what happens. Like I really like. I need that to be what happens. I don't need no. Obviously, there's gonna be some some twist ending and suck, fucked up sad shit that happens in this final season. So, yeah, they say it's gonna be a bittersweet ending. But like, I feel like it could be something like it's like if Danny is pregnant and John dies. It's really gonna be them. It's really gonna be them fighting off the Night King. So that King's Landing, that that ruling restaurant, you know what I'm saying? That ruling all that gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah, hope there's some shit to rule over. Right, um, what you say. But we already know the main war is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. in the north. For sure. So, Pycelle, we see Roz. Roz has made it to King's Landing. She's out here, you know, coming up in the world. Hanging out with Maester Pycelle and his old nasty, creepy ass. Who <laughs> is perfectly capable of walking straight up. <laughs> I love that scene where he's, like, stretching and shit. And then, like, stands, like, he's, like, standing up fine. And then, like, puts on all this stuff. And, like, goes to walk out the door and, like, hunches over. And, like... It was clear this dude is not as weak as everyone likes to think he is. Oh, it was it was the full start walk. That boy did the whole that boy did the whole like uh you know, like remember Martin in um Blue Street when he was the pizza delivery man? Yeah. Or, yeah, he did the little whole little pizza delivery man stretch and then he just strutted off like, <laughs> All right, well, let me go about my day now. Uh Arya so we meet I forgot that that kid that, you know, tried to bully Arya for the quick second was uh, Hot Pie, who mm-hmm. later on becomes her friend, but, like, you know, thought he would try to flex on Arya, and she's like, nah, I kill fat boys. I'll kill you. So that was that was awesome. We could see her flex on him a little bit. And then we meet, also meet uh, Gendry, although we don't know his name at this point, but we get the first glimpses of Gendry. I know also- we know his name. We know his name from when Ned went to go see him. 
Oh yeah, that's right. I for I've forgotten that. See, the just a quick I forgotten that had did go see him. Um, which also made me think of why did his why did the dude he was he sending him to the wall to be a blacksmith at the wall? I think he's just trying to get him out of King's Landing. I feel like he knew who he was. Like, I feel like there was no way he was like, okay, all these lords are coming here. They're not even coming here for me. You know they he was. Just... He knew he was going to get killed. He knew, when they, he knew when somebody, he knew when they found out his true identity, which is exactly what happened, which is exactly why they were sending everybody through the city. Making the movie. He already knew he was going to get killed. So please get him up out of here. <laughs> so they they start their journey to the wall. Um, John, who wants to go help Rob, is once again told, nah, we need you to stay here because we got this shit going on. So, we're heading beyond the wall. So, this is when uh, Mormont tells them they're going beyond the wall to uh, figure out what the fuck is going on. Because these uh, wildlings and the Nightwalkers are our own issue. Danny. This, to me, so far might be one of the best Season finales, endings. What? The season finale endings. The season finale endings. To me, this. Ah, yeah. This, oh, this you talking about like the last scene? The yeah, the last scene. The last scene. Oh like, yeah. Well, yes, yes. What? <laughs> she had to murk her man, her her boo, her son in the south and the north and the rising, all of that nonsense. <laughs> uh, her son. But like y'all. She knew what time it was because she already we already seen some low key foreshadowing and her realizing her power when you know the girl burnt her hands and Danny looked in her hands and she realized she was unburnt and you know just parts to where she knew. Let me try this one time. Yeah, this was a hell of a gamble. <laughs> oh yeah, touche. You gambling with your life. Like if you fail. It's over for you. <laughs> Do we think that she was like low key playing with fire behind the scenes, like when no one was looking? Oh, you talking about like on the set? No, no I'm no. saying like when no one was around, was like Danieris, like let me see if I just burn my hand a little bit. Yeah, right, right. Because <laughs> I don't think just woke up like I'm just gonna walk into a whole damn bonfire. Yeah, I'm gonna just you know I'm gonna light my I'm gonna light my I'm gonna light my husband on fire and then I'm gonna go ahead and lay down next to that nigga. I want to see him off properly. Uh, what? <laughs> like, she but knew yeah. she was going to make it. And then not only did you make it, you got three little homies with you now. Huh? Those dragons were the cutest things ever. Oh, say that Say that one more time. Say say exactly what you just said one more time. Those dragons were the cutest thing Those ever. Drag- you said dragons and cute in the same sentence. Right. <laughs> they were adorable. <laughs> Oh, look at the little baby murderers. <laughs> Where can I get one? <laughs> right, so cute. Meanwhile, that shit's gonna be the size of the damn Empire State Building. In a few years. That shit went from that shit, from, that shit went from a teacup Yorkie <laughs> to the Empire State Building in two years. Like, what? Oh, yeah, for real. You're talking about, like, growth. Exactly. Those things, man. You thought the uh, diverse was fast. Yeah, okay. Which actually leads me to the other question. Where the fuck is Ghost? Now? Just, yeah. Like current timeline? Current timeline. Where is he at at the end of at the end of the season? At the end of season, what the fuck season are we on? Seven? Yeah, he's probably just at the wall. Like John right. just he's left the, that dog. Uh-huh. He he was the he the, he low key the 
the Lord Commander of the other wall <laughs> out here uh, tipping people off and murking White Walker. You know what I'm saying? He, he real Lord Commander because ain't nobody messing with him. Ain't nobody messing with Ghost in the Jungle. Tell me who tried Ghost. Ghost of G. Yeah, there's like there's two. Now, tell me who tried Ghost in Nymeria. Nobody. Yeah, true that shit. Nymeria out here got a pack, but yeah, like I I just thought about that. I'm like, we don't like John just believing that dog with anybody. Yeah, because you know he good. I'm gonna leave him with you, but just know he don't need no help. <laughs> He's straight. Jora looking stunned. Danny's got her little tiny calisar because. As soon as she told people, she's like, look, you can leave if you want to. Yeah, they were like, all right. Bet. Yeah, they were like, bet. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> you gotta tell me twice. Oh. See you when I see you. That was really funny because she said that, and in the process of her saying that, they was like, all right. And in the minute, while she was really talking, they was like, cool. <laughs> Start walking off. Say no more. We out of here. She's like, we wouldn't try to stay anyway. <laughs> so all right well go ahead that's that's i know you i know what you've been really wanting to talk about no, no, before, before we get to that so what was the best episode of this season what was the top episode of season one mm, that's hard i don't think i can pinpoint one because i feel like this that first season even re-watching it, it was kind of just hard to get through too sure yeah, that's true. So I don't I mean, think I have a. I don't think I have a favorite this first season. If I would have to say, I, I, I agree. So I wouldn't necessarily go with what was my favorite episode, but like I got moments. Like that moment with Danny at the end was dope. When Carl murked that dude, that was dope. Like I don't know, but you're right. Like to 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 money point, like. There wasn't nothing that we could really just be like, that was it in the first season. Didn't really have no moment moment in the first season to me. It was just a lot of explaining, a lot of character developing and introducing, and wasn't really no moment moment. Yeah, there there was a lot of, yeah. This, I mean, this was all the introductions for the most part mm-hmm. for, the, for the main cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Crippled's Bastards and Broken Things might have been one of, like, the better done episodes this season, for sure. Yeah, I was about to say, that was one of my favorite scenes when, when Tyrion said that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of my favorite Tyrion quotes throughout the whole show. Yeah, I think, and that was a Tyrion-filled episode, and I think those are, like, I think even now, those are still some of my favorite episodes, or, like, the Tyrion ones. Like, he's he's obviously in my top five, so... Like he, he, yeah. All right. So next episode, we're going to cover season two, episodes one, two, and three. Mm hmm. That sound right? It sounds like a plan. All right. So now on to spoiling other shit. <laughs> so, Spider Man. It was all right. <laughs> uh, you know what? You be out here trolling. Setting it up like the greatest movie ever. Like it was, it was great. But what? You talking about movies of the years, and, and you know, but I'm just like, hold, hold on, hold on, come on now. Okay. Can we agree on that was hands down the best Spider-Man movie of all of these Spider-Man? Yes, I'll say that. 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 was good, but yes, I would agree that I think that it was that's the best. All of the detail that went into this movie, like from the the chance posters on the wall. I feel like that. Yeah, I would say I feel like it had the best soundtrack. One of the, mm, I'd say that was it could battle the Black Panther soundtrack. Well, stop. I feel it might be a little bit better than the the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, man. All right. Let's be real. The Black Panther soundtrack was a TDE compilation album. If the Avengers soundtrack was a was a Rock Nation compilation album, would you be mad if it's like Jay Z on track? So you know what I'm saying? No. What I'm just saying, like, okay. Now, obviously, these are probably these are the best two soundtracks because we don't get soundtracks made for movies anymore. So. It's it's very probably easy to pull like you know obviously when they're, they're the two best albums of the year best soundtracks in a long time we haven't got solid soundtracks in a long time so you talking about, about soundtracks which one huh we talking about soundtracks what you what you really what's your deep dives go ahead talking about soundtracks it was fire you got you got Jaden and and Shamik in them on tracks like these are talented brothers. And all, and all, you know, we, we got you. Well, yeah, we have movie D-Doc. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, I I have definitely played the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse soundtrack on repeat in my car more than I played the Black Panther soundtrack. I think Black Panther soundtrack, I really only, like, rocked with maybe two, three songs. I feel like diversity-wise, like, that, I feel like Spider-Man just had a more diverse-sounding soundtrack. It was a traditional soundtrack. Yeah. But beyond that, so the animation in the movie was freaking amazing. Like, and this is why, I mean, obviously, this will win animated movie of the year. What other animated movies even, like, are fucking with it this year? Did Coco like, come I'm not, out this year? Yeah, I will say Coco is the only one I could think of that would not give it, not when you say Coco would give it a run for its money. But, like, emotional-wise, I'd say Coco would be up there with it. Coco had the boys to the blood here, man. <laughs> I'm playing back from Coachella, and I watched Coco. And, you know, I was in my seat, like... Yeah, and then Coco, you didn't even have to watch the whole movie. It's just those scenes by themselves. You'd watch them. You'd be like, dang. Mm-hmm. So the nominations for best most imp- for and this is the Golden Globe nominations. The Oscar nominations haven't even announced yet. But best most in- motion picture animated is Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I think Spider Man has that because I haven't seen Isle of Dogs. Oh shit, Coco's not even on that. Did Coco come out last year? Yeah, Coco came out while I was at school, so yeah. I think that because so the only thing really even like. Touching coming anywhere close is gonna be the Incredibles because Pixar normally sweeps and wins. If, if, if Pixar takes that, that's rigged. Because I don't even feel like the Incredibles mm-hmm. 2 was that good. Like it was uh, it was a good movie, but I don't feel like it was that good. It was it was needed as a story continuation, but people were talking about it like Yeah, it was it was good, but come on now. Relax. Like I don't need to watch The Incredibles 2 again. I sure don't. Like I wouldn't have went to go see that in the theaters a second time. And I've seen Spider Man twice. I've missed, and I'm not gonna say I missed a lot of things. Spider Man does a lot of things because of how fluent, how fluid the movie was, and how 
how all the animation was really good and you know they had the jokes here it was a good movie to the point where just like you said i'd want to see that again in theaters let alone watching it over and over again in you know dvds or tv or something like that i left the incredibles too like i was cool with no desire to want to go see it. so okay so we know that that should definitely win that nomination i don't even know if it's even nominated for anything else to be real i'm kind of going through this score mm-hmm. black panther is nominated for best original score um but that's the composers oh, okay. like this the stuff in the movie it's not best song um i'm trying to see if there's even a best song category for the Golden Globes, and I'm not seeing one. I don't think the Golden Globes has a best song. The Oscars has a best song category. We know the main song from A Star is Born will be on there. Oh, that's 100%. Shallow? Done. Knock it off. I'm just telling you. Like, the way the way they put it, it's, it's not even only gotta be a good song, but the best score... The way the Oscars view it, it's got to play through the movie and be impactful in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And have you seen Stars Born? I have not, no. Yo, you're bugging. They're going to sweep everything. You know what? That, that's I'm telling you, like the way it flowed in the movie, it was like thug tears. Not for me, but just <laughs> everybody around me was crying. <laughs> and it's really Gaga singing because it's freaking lady gaga so you know and that's the thing because as soon as the star is born dropped as soon as those trailers are coming out like ah fuck it there goes the awards like there goes black panther but really though like if you watch it it's somewhat predictable but it doesn't hide the fact that it was a good acting movie like gaga acted a, i mean we know she was a you know quite you know classically trained pianist and an and an and a theater girl, so it's not far-fetched that this is her, you know, succeeding in something that nobody really seen her at. Nobody's seen her at, but, <sighs> like, you don't... It's like Jamie and Ray, like, what you forget is Lady Gaga. You forget is Bradley Cooper when I watched the movie. It was, good. it was good to me to to know that if they swept the awards, it wouldn't be for not. It wouldn't be because people were like, oh, it was Lady Gaga. No, they, they actually acted their ass off and they sang all the songs and the movie was good. Oh, that's, uh, you know, I guess, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess that makes it a little bit better because the year that, you know, Dreamgirls got snubbed for mad shit and Eddie well, Murphy did- as fuck. No, it's not. First, Eddie Murphy deserved that Oscar for Hold that. on, did he just oh, call Dream Girls corny? Listen, yes, hundred percent. I love Dream Girls, but in the reality of the situation, we rewatch Dream Girls. Like, let's be real. Let's I've be real. rewatched Dream Girls. Dream I rewatch Dream, Dream Girls. Dream Girls really as good as you think it is. Yeah, I'll take Cadillac Records over Dream Girls. <laughs> but uh, again, Ooh, Cadillac Records. That's a that's a good I would one hundred percent take uh, t- take Cadillac Records over Dream Girls. A hundred times out of hundred. Ooh. Yes. Uh, yep. We're gonna park about that. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. Cadillac Records is better than Dream Girls. I don't feel like you can compare those two. Cadillac things? Records. Then she was in Dream Girls. Dream yes. Girls is a play. And a musical, Cadillac Records was not. So I, I too don't think I really want to compare those two movies. 
Yeah, because it's like, I feel like, yes, Beyonce did her thing in Cadillac Records. Like, I would definitely rather see her as Edda James than um, exactly. Dina, Dina Smith. Yeah, I was about to say, you see how you had to um that? Wow. <laughs> All right, um, that ain't got nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> that just, um, it's just a what real was her person. Name? Look, you were snapping her finger. You were snapping your fingers. Uh, what was her name? Bow, you proved my point right there. Bow. But Jay Hug killed it. So. Oh, one hundred percent. Listen. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was man. more of a that was a Jennifer Hudson movie rather than a Beyonce movie. Talk to her. Talk to her. This girl was like fifth in American Idol, but she is like one of the more most famous American Idol guests because of her non-success on the show. She didn't took she won her, Oscar they, for it. First off. Thing, going back uh, deep dive, who the motherfuck said Jennifer Hudson ain't the best in that season? Who won that season that Jennifer Hudson was in? Are you kidding me? Didn't Fantasia win that season? Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson won the same season? I thought Fantasia was the first winner of American Idol. Or was nah, that Kelly Clarkson? That was Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Oh. I'm looking it up right now. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Ain't no way. Who won that year? And it better be somebody cold. That's still relevant to this day. Because, man, third season, who was the winner? That uh, wasn't the season with the Adams, right? Let me see. Hold on. The third season? That was Fantasia won that season. It was, y'all was right. It was Fantasia. All right. All right. All right. All right. You don't want me, then don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Uh, y'all ain't hit, no. <laughs> you gotta get in there. You gotta get that throat in there. You gotta get that. <laughs> that's, that's that's what you gotta do when you sing Fantasia. Uh, <laughs> ain't high. You don't want me to talk to me. That's how it's supposed to be. But uh, so we've gone like way the hell off of Spider Man. <laughs> but she was like, but look, she was like. Jennifer Hudson was like seventh, bro. I'm looking at it right now. She was seventh place. Ain't no way. I'm yeah. looking at these names: Diana uh, DeGarmo, Jasmine Trias, Latoya London, <laughs> George Hub, John Stevens. Who in the motherfuck are y'all? Got Jennifer Hudson in here at seventh. Man, if you don't get your ass, yeah, it should have been bad. one two. I couldn't put two black people in the top two. Yeah, I said it. I said it on the podcast. I said it. I was about to say that, too. This was also still when it was kind of a colorism thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, who is the more appealing black person? Who is the more easily marketable black person? And you know what? And I think that's why American Idol ended up failing, because they, they said that on the show. They were like, it's not just about your singing. It's also the look. Like, we have to be able to dumbest, market you. The dumbest thing I ever heard of in my life. I don't even know who the hell De- Deanna DeCarmo is. Who are you? Jane out here winning Oscars. That's the show. Jennifer Hudson getting smoked by her. And a year and a half later, she and Dream Girls smoking it. Man. <laughs> just got me angry. Uh, Fox. What movie was... Okay, what was the best comic book movie done this year? Infinity Wars? Uh, what kind of question is that? I mean, I was just seeing what y'all thought, but <laughs> I don't know if I agree. <laughs> I don't know. You really have young Black Panther like that. You think no, Black Panther? Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh, 
by the way, because honestly, so I'm, I, I don't, okay. Hey, hey, good people of the podcast, y'all be well. <laughs> uh, I cannot deal with this woman. <laughs> okay, best origin story. Okay, that's narrowing it down. Yes, Best origin story with a person of color based in New York. <laughs> and he's a teenager struggling with his puberty. His voice. That's not what I said. <laughs> sounds like it. That's what it sounds like. Best coming of age superhero <laughs> origin story. Superhero mixed mixed blended family with a Puerto Rican mom and a black dad. And a pig is another is another Spider-Man Porky Porky's little cousin. All right, clearly like Spider-Man was my shit, but whatever. Spider-Man is no, my favorite superhero. I would, so Spider-Man yeah, I would, is I'd say it was of, definitely a really good movie. Like it was up there. Watch this. Spider-Man is a really good movie that we already know they set up for other movies that is one hundred percent coming out with a sequel. What yeah. sequel are you ready to see more? Spider-Man two or Endgame? I'm just not ready for Endgame. I mean, either because I know it's over. I know it's over. We have to be 22. It's like 22 movies deep, and it's coming to an end. I don't care about the, the second Spider Man. Like, I, <laughs> I do, but I don't care. We, uh, we, eventually, we're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy 3 whenever they figure that shit out behind the scenes with the director. We're going to get Black Panther 2 one of these days. I don't care after Endgame. I'm like, just I not ready. I'm not ready to say bye to Captain America. Man. I'm already saying bye to a lot of people because it's gonna be mad people and they coming back. Yeah, that's I love true. Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Like it, I can see nobody else playing him as Iron Man. He gone, Cap gone. Like, and we know the the long laundry list is coming. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you're right. Maybe Infinity War. Clearly, y'all gonna cry in the car. If we were shocked in the car, I mean, if we were shocked in the car after the first one, even though we kind of had an inkling of what was going to happen, we were shocked in the car in the first one. Yeah, people going to cry in the car in this one. Oh, I was crying in the movie theater. Like, oh, they're going to make yeah. it. It's going to be so dramatic. It's as dramatic as some of these deaths were, as dramatic as Gamora was, and as dramatic as, you know, Spider Man was the worst. I don't feel so. What, man? <laughs> You know, we talking about the end, the end of people who've been in this, in this, uh, in this universe for like eight, nine, ten, eleven movies. Oh man, it's about to be some super dramatic deaths. Yeah. I'm coming in there. I'm coming in there with the dry eyes. I'm, I'm listen. I'm gonna dry my eyes out. I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna wear my contacts in my eyes for like four days before <laughs> I see Avengers. I ain't, you ain't gonna have me in the theater saying the thugs here. No. <laughs> Yeah, you gonna cry. Uh, have you watched the trailer or no? Of what? No, I let's no. Well, I told you, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not watching. Want to see it make you change your mind? I'm not watching the trailer. And when Captain Marvel comes on, and I see, because you know they're gonna have a super trailer for that. It's probably real talk. It's probably gonna be a Super Bowl trailer, like the official trailer. It's probably gonna come out for the Super Bowl. Uh, 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 not looking, not listening. When I go see Captain America, uh-uh, shut it down. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right. So now that I realize after what happened in the first movie, when we watched the trailer from the first movie, I told too much. Well, all the rest of them after that have had lies in them, though. Man, fuck it. <laughs> I don't do it. You ain't going to get me. <laughs> Okay, so with that said, we're not going to talk about, we won't talk about the trailer <laughs> at all, but um, yeah, so 
evidently we're all in agreement that Spider-Man was amazing. And this was a good year for comic book movies. It was a great year. As, as sad as I am about everything that's going to happen in Endgame, I honestly am kind of ready if it's going to be done right. Because I would like to see either, like, the Young Avengers or, like... I mean, we don't know what they're going to do with X-Men. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. That's, we already know that's going to be the next That's going to be the next deal. But are we going to get, like... Are we going to see them together? I mean, we, are, we're getting yeah. we're getting teased with the multiverse now. And that's been my theory. We're getting Dark Phoenix. They're going to put everything into Dark Phoenix. And they're going to take Dark Phoenix and say, with this success, we're going to market the rest of these young X-Men. Because, I mean, they've... We've been doing this... Uh, what's this? How many... How many... When was, when was the first Iron Man? Was it exactly. 2010? Was it 2010? I'm trying to think. It was early I to, on. I wanted. I honestly want to say it was like 2008 or nine. You think Dark Phoenix is going to be a success though? Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like Dark Phoenix is going to be one of those movies. Oh, 2008. So we've been doing this for 10 years, 11 years. When like, we're getting we're getting at least two movies a year. So, like, I'm with you. I'm, it, it'd be dope if it's over and it's good, but they can't wait to find the next cash cow. And I think whether the movie's good or not, just because it's a sequel to, what was the last one? Future's Pass? Mm-hmm. And really trying to market Sophie Turner? I don't want any of these X-Men kids in, a, a, in the MCU. I'm going to be real. Like, I don't want none of it. Throw the whole damn thing in the trash and recast the grown-up X-Men. You don't like you don't like the the new X Men. I no. feel like they don't have the tone to like go. With it doesn't match Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, this one is about to be it. Listen, we know Marvel movies, man. Depending on what you're trying to watch, there's gonna be some lighthearted humor. There's gonna be some deaths, some sad deaths. Oh, it's coming. Dark Phoenix. She about to be murking. She gonna be killing cats. There's gonna be some sad deaths. There's gonna be some moments. There's gonna be some characters rising up. Like, it always happens. I think this is going to be the movie to launch the future of their of Marvel's next move into what we're going to go movie-wise. I think this is their Marvel, quote-unquote, big movie Marvel de- debut, which we know it's not a debut because it's like the third movie of the reboot. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is the movie to kind of set them off because we know Phase 3 is kind of coming to an end at the MCU, so now they're gonna try to take this X-Men into something. That's, I'm telling you, man, they've been doing, they put the trailer out, like, months ago, and we know this movie's not coming out until, like, May. That's why they moved it up. You know, they, the Avengers coming out, uh, first week of May. This comes out June 7th for Dark Phoenix. They're trying you to know, get, I never thought, thought of it like that, and I, I think you're right. Maybe I need to they're gonna let Avengers have its time. It's time to breathe. Get get this good month and a half of breaking all these records, as we already know is gonna happen. <laughs> and let it breathe a little bit. And they're gonna have it top of the June. They're trying to lead off the summertime with this. And I, I think this. I think this is them trying to say this is what we need to lead into the next one. With. And I this is so. supposed to. There's supposed to be more movies after this. It's not just, you know this movie, like, obviously, it's going to be another, it's probably going to be a sequel to the, the Phoenix, and then that's when they're going to start pushing other movies in. We shall see. You're I right, no, they're, they're, they're integrated. Right. They already said they're going to integrate it with 
you know, they're going to integrate the, the MCU with these. So I'm, I'm with you. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but I think this is what they're trying to do. And if they do it right, it could be just as lucrative as, you know, the, the, the MCU that it is now with, you know, all the superheroes. Like all the, all these, because there's too many to name with the X-Men. We already know what time it is. I just need a did good storm. Like, did y'all like Apocalypse? It was watchable. I thought it was, I mean it was it was an okay movie. I just I just hate the way they keep portraying Storm. Like that's just my biggest thing. Yeah. She's it's been just piss poor casting, piss poor writing. I mean, I don't think that they've written good female heroes, period. Like that that whole oh, thing yeah. has, like the treatment of women in that X-Men franchise has just been garbage. Like the whole thing with what's her name? The pink one that was just standing there. She had like two poses. Psylocke, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Psylocke, the most underused (laughs) mute. Like, you get Psylocke, and this is what you do with her. Like, I mean, you know that they're putting all that they, you know, who are are the two people that when you look at women in the MCU in these last movies, especially in the XM movies, who are the two women that are getting the most pub and praise as far as their performances as as the people? Uh, what's her name? Mm, not Nakia. Um, Shuri. Shuri and old girl from Dora Nope. She just, she just, nope. And you know why? I'll give you, I won't give you, uh, Shuri because she's just got introduced. But I'll give you that. And you know why? Because she's Michonne. Oh, yeah, did I? I mean. You know why? You know why people say, uh, Sophie Turner and they got her a whole standalone, uh, X-Men movie? Because she's Sansa. I would not want to start my my superhero career with the with the stride of Sansa Stark though. I'm with like, you, but it's 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 not even Sansa. It's Game of Thrones Sansa, as big as yeah. Game of Thrones. You know why Miss uh, uh, Mystique is popping? Because it's Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? So they're trying to like worst castings. I agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was but good at the time. Like it made tell sense me, when it happened. I understand. Because they knew X-Men we were putting movie. Jennifer Lawrence everywhere. Right. Tell me every X Men movie you've seen, she the one of the major characters. Yeah. Every that, that made sense. I mean, it was it made sense right. when you know the Mocking Jay thing was going on. Right. Exactly. We talking about Hunger Games Jennifer Lawrence, so we can market her. Well, just look. You know how I know? Just look at the movie poster. Whenever you look at a teaser, like or a teaser or the main movie poster or a movie, just look at the movie poster and see what they're trying to market. Trying to market big stars. Yeah, and I think that's where. Uh, well, we know where Fox failed. They just they just failed. But you're right. Now that it's back where it needs to be, they can fix it. So right. if anybody can fix it, Kevin Feige can. Yep. I think that's All a right. podcast. That is a podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tune no in whenever that next one drops. <laughs> Sometime <laughs> next week. And all that good stuff, because we ain't going to see it. You, went, you know. Yeah, happy new year. We're going to get on the podcast and be like, man, I haven't, t- you know, the corny jokes. I haven't seen you guys since last year. Hard <laughs> car. You know how people do that corny jokes. When I went to work today, I was like, this is the last day I work in the year 2018. Right. I sure enough was telling that corny ass thing to several people. You know, I yeah. Actually, happy- I did that yesterday because I thought last day. Yesterday was my last day at work for 2018, but it wasn't. So happy New Year, people. Y'all be safe out there. 
Yes. And ending 2018 on a positive note, just continue to take care of yourselves and be good to each other. Hey.